Welcome to the Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. Hello, welcome back. It's been a week and a day since we've talked, and yet somehow it feels like it's been a month. I swear to you, time is going by so slowly. I don't know, it's just so full. I just feel like so much is happening. Um, I will update you on all medical stuff. Um, but I also just want to talk about life and not make this, um, like a old lady podcast where all I do is talk about all my ailments. So we'll save that for the end. Okay. So a few weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago, one of my friends, you know, the bad thing is, I don't remember if I've already told you this, if I have, oh, well, uh, one of my friends invited me out to go ride bikes with her, like on a trail. And she was going with, um, uh, her aunt and uncle, she was taking them. And then a couple of other friends were coming and I haven't ridden a bike in 400 years. Like it's been forever. And it made me kind of nervous because this friend has gotten really fit and biking is like her, one of her favorite pastimes, like her, you know, I don't know. I just felt like it was going to be difficult for me. I generally hate biking, but when I say that, I mean, I hate indoor biking, like hate it with a burning passion. So I don't know what made me say yes, but I'm like, you know what? That sounds really fun. And you're going with your aunt and uncle who are not in great shape either, like me. So I went, I borrowed my friend's daughter's bike and freaking fell in love. We only had time to do like mm, four and a half miles, something like that. And it was just heaven. I felt like I could have gone all day. I was listening to um, a Sword and Scale podcast, like a murder podcast. And I was writing with all my friends, but I would kind of write ahead on my own. And then, you know, I would talk to people, but I just loved I don't know. It was heaven. Riding around in nature. It was a dreary kind of day, very windy. So the murder podcast was just like perfect. I don't know. I was in heaven. And so I became obsessed with thinking I need a bike. Um, But I need a bike like I need one now. Not tomorrow. Not Oh, in a week from now, not buy one today that has to be put together tonight by my husband who might not put it together. Like, I want to bike now. So I was thinking, okay, there's a place called Bike Barn, like in, you know, I, I think it's still in Katy, but there's places like that. And my friends are like, no, that's like $4,000 bikes. I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm not that serious. Um, but then I was looking at Target, everything online. Target, Academy, all of this, but they all came from what I was seeing like in boxes and you had to put them together or I don't know how the hell a bike comes, but you had to put it together. And God loves Steven, but uh, the bathroom, in, in my bathroom, in my toilet room, the light bulb has now burnt out again. And so I have to crack the door open to wipe my ass to see what I'm doing. And he just, you know, I think he has the best of intentions to change the light bulb. And I guess I could get on a ladder and do it myself, but I refuse. So I just, God love him, but I don't like to rely on him to be on my time schedule to do things for me. So um, I 
decided, um, well, I read online that you could go to Dick's Sporting Goods and that they would put bikes together for you. I'm like, freaking perfect. I can go there. I can pick one out and then they could put it together for me and then I could have it the same day. So then I go and I follow the maps to Dick's Sporting Goods in Sugarland and I can't find it. And I guess I must have been having really bad anxiety that day because I pulled over in a parking lot, probably began to cry. And because I think Dick's Sporting Goods isn't there anymore, or maybe I just didn't look hard. I, I don't know. But I, I lost it and got very frustrated. And so then I looked on Academy back and forth. This was like a few weeks ago, okay? But it's still been on my mind. I've still been craving, you know, riding a bike. Um, so I guess after my bike ride, maybe the next day I did, um, we have a, not a Peloton, it's a Bowflex bike, which is just like a Peloton, slightly less expensive, and Stephen chose that, but it never gets used, really, but I hated it. It's something that Stephen wanted. I thought it was stupid. I hated it because I don't like biking, but I'm like, well, since I really enjoyed that and I don't have a bike yet, maybe I could, you know, do that, so I did like six miles and freaking loved it, and I maybe... Yeah, I I can't remember. Then I did like 12 miles on it and loved it. Nothing super intense or anything, but I just put on, I have a a cardio show. I act like I work out a lot. Y'all know I'm I'm not in that place right now, but um, my cardio show right now is, um, I think it's on Netflix, uh, Life and Beth with Amy Schumer. That is, you know, having a cardio show means that you will only allow yourself to watch it when you are doing cardio. And no cheating, no, you know, even if it's a good part and you stop, you have to wait until the next time you do cardio. So anyway, so I watched Life of Beth and, or Life and Beth and biked for like 12 miles and freaking loved it. Um, But I still want an outdoor bike because I really do like being outside. And so I kept looking on Offer Up, which is like um, a neighborhood where you can buy and sell things. And... I found one. I was looking for a 24-inch mountain bike, which now I think is way too short. I think it's I think it's really kid sizes, whatever. But that's the the bike that I rode. My friend's daughter's bike was that big, and it was perfect for me. So, anyways, one of the first listings that comes up is like that. It, the guy wants $85 for it. He said it's in good condition. I'm like, let me be sassy and offer him 80. Sure enough, he took 80. And guess what, guys? I could go pick it up that morning. This was last Wednesday. Um, So I get in the car, drive to Katie, drive like 40 minutes away to go pick up this bike. And I meet the guy in a parking lot and um, he opens the trunk and I look at the bike. I'm like, hmm, it's dirty, but maybe that just means it's used, whatever. The kickstand comes out and kind of gets stuck. And I noticed that the kickstand looks like it could be broken. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then he helps me put it in my car. And I noticed that parts are like rusty. And my dumbass hands him the money and wishes him a great day and get in my car, drive all the way home. I pull it out. It is a piece of shit. It is a $80 paperweight piece of shit. I wouldn't even resell it for 20 bucks. Like, but I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid for not saying something, for not, I don't know. But this is how I do things. I want it. I want it now. And I trust that everything's going to be as 
it's supposed to be. And that's not how life works. So I park the bike. I park the bike. I set the bike outside, um, like near our covered patio area. And I don't, I set it out there thinking, okay, I need to do something with it. I need to take it somewhere to donate it or, and Stephen was going to be coming back in town from Colorado that following day. And I was so, I have not told him that I've made this stupid mistake because this is a very, very Heather thing to do to partially feel like to rush into something and then to partially feel like you're making a mistake, but I'm already committed to this decision and I just keep going. It's so dumb. It's self-sabotage and I do it all the time. So I didn't want to talk about it. And I didn't want to hear Steven bitching about me spending $80 on a piece of crap when blah, blah, blah. So it sat out there <laughs> now and the girls, whenever they first came home, they're like, what is this? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's a bad decision. Like, I don't want to talk about it. But Steven probably thinks it's one of the girls' bikes, like Tori's bike. I don't know. He hasn't noticed. But I need to do something with it so we never have to have this discussion. Moral of the story, if you buy used items... Be a, be a inspector when you pick them up and make sure you're getting what you're supposed to. And if you're not, don't buy it. Heather, Marie, Sachma, don't buy it. Okay, so that's my bike story. Um, another juicy bit of information, not juicy at all, but Stella's birthday was in December, December 28th. I dare to say probably one of the worst birthday dates ever because it's always getting... We don't lump it in with Christmas, but we just say that we're going to have our birthday party later. And then this year, you know, when later is happening, when Stella's birthday is happening on the 26th of this month. And maybe this is why middle children have emotional issues. Not really sure. But I just wanted to make any parents feel better that I think we skipped her second birthday too. Like she's not going to notice. Um, if you have December birthdays with your children, I feel for you. It is very difficult and there's absolutely nothing wrong with delaying a birthday party for six months. It's no big deal. And you know what? By then they'll probably even forget about it and just, you know, show them a little extra love by buying a few extra things and, you know, buy that guilt away. Uh, the other day I was um, out shopping and let's just state the obvious um, I am in early menopause and early retirement, something I never thought I would be in at 36, either one of those, but I am. And life is good. I get to fill my time with, at this point, whatever I want to do during the day between drop off in the morning and pick up at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and Last week, you know, medically was just like the shittiest week ever, like horrible, sad, scary, I don't just bad. So I decided I would try to make myself feel better and I would go do a little shopping. Stella lost her freaking glasses again. This is so now I just purchased the third pair. This must just be what parents with young children with glasses deal with because this just has to be normal. Every You just buy a new pair of glasses every year, practically, when they lose them. So I went to where we um, 
take our family for eye stuff and picked out the cheapest pair of glasses, which was $300. <laughs> I saved $100 because I didn't get the, the same frames that she had last time. But so I went and did that. A side note, we did find her glasses. And so now we have another pair coming, a backup pair, which is really good because she gets in trouble in school for not wearing her glasses, which only reflects on me as a parent. Um, so I'm making myself feel better. I go and do that. I think I got a smoothie, um, peanut butter smoothie, my favorite from this sad little smoothie shop near my house. Um, and I was feeling good, like I was feeling okay. And then I went into Home Goods. I didn't need anything at all. I just wanted to walk around. I was listening to a podcast. Of course, there were no carts available, which chaps my hide because you lazy, lazy jerks leave them all around the parking lot. So anxious people like me just looking for a safe place to wander around have not, nowhere to put our purse, nowhere to rest our elbows, nowhere to to pile the unnecessary things we need in our basket to make ourselves feel better. And it's all your fault. So I was walking around without a basket, but I had my trusty headphones in and just kind of meandering around. And all of a sudden, my anxiety just jumps back and I feel so anxious. And so I, I'm holding like dog food bowl, dog toys and something else. So my hands are pretty full. So I go and I stand in the line, which of course is wrapped around super long. And this sweet woman behind me, she's probably like in her 60s or 70s, compliments my hair. And I say, thank you. I have my headphones in. Like, I, I think I'm putting off the sign to the world that like, please don't talk to me, please. But she just keeps wanting to talk about my hair. And for somebody who chooses to look as bold as I do, part of me, I will say 50% of me wants to disappear and for no one to see me, like don't notice me, don't look at me, don't compliment me, nothing. Because it just stresses me out. It makes me nervous. I feel like everybody's staring at me. And then the other half of me will fight against everything in the world so that I don't look like everybody else because I need to be different. But then looking different is what gets attracts attention. And then I hate the attention. So it's all really stupid. But she just keeps complimenting me and talking and then talking more. And I, I feel guilty and obligated to kind of speak to this woman. So instead of turning my back to her, I keep my side to her just in case she wants to keep talking, like asking for it. And I just want to cry. I'm like seconds away from bursting into tears like I need to get to my car I need to be safe I need to turn my podcast on I need my seat warmers on I need to be headed towards home where I can be safe and finally this the old lady turns around and starts talking to somebody else behind her I'm like thank god I'm off the hook so I face forward go through the line get in my car and rush to get home like I just have this it's like a magnet needing me to be back home to feel safe. Do you feel that way? Do you get that way? Like, I, I hate it. I wish I could feel at home in my own body, in my own skin, in my own head, wherever I'm at. But when I'm in this weird, dark place, which unfortunately I'm still in, 
I just need to be home. I need to be near Snoopy. I, I cannot be around people. It's really difficult for me to be around people. I just, ugh. We went on a vacation again this past weekend with our friends and I was a bitch the whole time. And I didn't mean to be, but I had no energy. To, um, do I ever have energy to pretend? <laughs> okay. But I had no energy to even pretend like I didn't even want to go on this trip. I wanted to be with our friends. I wanted to be with our family. But I just needed time alone and to not have to worry about anyone or anything. And I knew that wasn't going to happen on this vacation because if you're a mother, you know that going on vacation simply means taking care of your children in in a place that makes things more difficult because you're outside of your home and outside of your regular systems. But it's packing, then it's unpacking when you get there, then it's taking care of the kids, then it's getting home, then it's unpacking, and then it's getting ready for school the next day. I know privileged problems. Shut the fuck up, Heather. I understand that, but I'm just telling you I feel okay. So I just did not feel like going. We were staying um, in green or an area outside of green, like on a river. Everything should have been amazing except my attitude and my energy. It just, ugh, it sucked. Everything still feels really heavy, even though as we'll get to a little bit later, like I'm moving in the right direction, I'm still struggling emotionally and mentally right now. So lucky you. (laughs) You know, somebody gave me the best compliment the other day, um, sent me an email or a message and saying that how I have my certain podcasts that I listen to that make me feel safe and at home and comfortable and like not alone, but very alone, like in the most perfect way that my podcast is that for her. And that is probably the biggest compliment you could ever give me. That's huge. So that makes me so happy knowing that I, that my voice and how we're talking right now makes you feel as safe or at least one of you, at least one of you, as safe and happy as my podcast do. (sighs) It's amazing. Speaking of, okay, I guess we're going to jump into this now, but I have, with my anxiety, I need to listen to certain podcasts at certain times to make me feel happy. It's probably like how some people look at music, like depending on how you're feeling, you need music to either pull you out of something or distract you from something or allow you to be further in your feelings. That's how podcasts are for me. And yeah, I have certain podcasts for everything. And I know what days pod, like I'm, I'm obviously obsessed. So I'm so happy to be creating what I love so much too. Um, but I was on TikTok and I saw randomly, I the past couple of days I've been venturing out into the For You and just kind of scrolling and I, I ran across a girl saying, you know, she wishes she could binge these again for the first time, these podcasts. So I added all of them and I'm not going to make you write them down. I'll write these in the show notes below uh, so you have them. Um, okay. Scamfluencers, Going West, Sweet Bobby, Twin Flames, Normal Gossip, Fool Me Twice, 
Lolita, Rabbit Hole, and My Year in Mensa. So something, I don't know, this girl looked cool and interesting and these podcasts seemed like smart and interesting and the only one out of the list I feel like I've heard of every podcast in the whole world which of course is impossible but the only one I've heard of in this list is rabbit hole um I have not listened I've I've started following all of these podcasts but I haven't listened to any of them except for sweet bobby I am on episode four or five and I'm obsessed it is a perfect, cozy, it's a, it's a catfish story, but it's told by people who live in, I'm the dumbest person in the world, another country, they have accents, no idea, Heather, please forgive me, but it's just so comforting to listen to their accents and the way that it's done, it's so good. So yesterday in my depression, I yesterday I took as like a rest day. So I slept in, Stephen got up with the girls, took them to school. So I slept in, I skipped our at-home workout, which I probably shouldn't have done because Lord knows I need to get moving again, but I needed a break. So I slept and I ended up starting to move. Well, I guess I gave myself until I got in pickup line at 2.30. So yeah, I had all of that morning resting and watching TV and hanging out. Um, And then when the girls came home, I made them go upstairs and clean their rooms and the playroom and stuff. And then I put on Sweet Bobby and started cleaning the kitchen and doing laundry. And in your anxious state, it is the perfect listen while you're doing things. And I love a long form podcast. I love long episodes. If it's under 40 minutes, I'm probably not going to want to listen to it. Is that weird? I love a long podcast. Um, and But these podcasts are only like 30 to 40 minutes, but I knew that I was just going to keep listening to them straight through. And I had the whole season to binge, but it is so, so, so good. So for your chores today, tomorrow, the next day, sweet Bobby, start there with me. Let me know what you think, but I'm already obsessed and I can't wait to listen to these other ones. And it's not like books, like I'll listen to sweet Bobby and then... I don't know. Maybe I'll finish it before I start diving into these other ones. I don't know. And then I, I'm on a free trial um, with SiriusXM for 30 days. And I'm obsessed with Jeff Lewis Live. And so I've been obsessively listening to his episodes during the day while I'm doing things too. It's lighter. I literally laugh out loud when I listen to that. And I feel like I never laugh at things. Also, Jeff Lewis flipping out, his show is on Discovery Plus. And we started with season one, episode one again, just as kind of like, you know, your Seinfeld, if you will, when you're falling asleep, just something light. And I was laughing so, so hard. Okay, while we're on things that we love, on Jeff Lewis, and maybe I told you about this last last week, but um, I he was talking about um, CBD gummies, both um, full spectrum CBD gummies and then full spectrum nighttime CBD gummies. So the full spectrum have CBD, a little THC, and then some other cannabis stuff, but very calming. And this shipped from California. It's um, Tamara Judge, 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 
from Real Housewives of Orange County. This is her company, which, and I usually think like Housewives products are just a bunch of crap, but wow. Okay, wow. So the CBD gummies, like the daytime, daytime, whatever, the, those are great. But what I am obsessed with is the nighttime full spectrum CBD gummies. So they have CBD, THC, and melatonin, and they are freaking phenomenal. I have been sleeping like a baby for somebody who suffers with insomnia, and I'm trying not to take Benadryl every day because it's not good for you. Like, do your research on that if you're a daily Benadryl taker. Um, but I am absolutely obsessed with these gummies. Let me look because I already feel annoyed with myself that I haven't told you the name of the company. Um, but I'll also write this below in my show notes. I'm just giving myself more homework. Okay, the company is Vena, V-E-N-A. And so Vena Extra Strength Full Spectrum CBD Bites. So there's in this one, there's 50 grams of CBD and 5 grams of THC. And then... Um, this is the Vena Full Spectrum Restful Night CBD Bites, 3 milligrams of melatonin, 25 CBD, and 2.5 of THC. Now, is this legal? I don't know, but it's shipped to me, and it's freaking phenomenal. I feel like they're kind of expensive, but if you use code Jeff, you get 20% off. So I'm telling you, if you need to relax or if you don't sleep very well, this is a game changer. Okay, what else is on my little list? Thank you guys so much for emailing me and sharing your stories with me about breast implant illness and hormonal stuff. Like, I'm just so thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so now, I guess let's get into an update. So where I left you was my labs, my hormonal labs came back menopausal, postmenopausal in some of them. And I got the call. I ended up getting a call from a nurse and she said, yes, you are in premature ovarian failure, which is premature menopause. So what I've learned, there's premature menopause, which happens before you're 40 and then there's early menopause, which I think happens before you're 45. And then perimenopause, which means you're about to go into menopause. I don't, all these things. Anyways, I'm too freaking young for this, but my body just, this is where we're at. And she's like, okay, you need, do you want to come in? Well, you need to come in and, and talk to your doctor, my gynecologist. So I make an appointment and at this time, I started doing a bunch of research on breast implant illness thanks to an amazing follower, once again, for bringing it up to me. Some Okay, she reached out and said, I have every symptom that you have, and I ended up getting my breast implants out. Breast implant illness is a real thing. So I dived down this hole of breast implant illness. And keep in mind, all of this is happening last week while Steven's out of town skiing. And just not being able to be very supportive. He's the type of person that needs time anyway to kind of wrap his head around things. And 
I am an Enneagram 4 where I need to sit in my feelings and don't you dare try to pull me out of them. I just want you to hear me and I want you to, I don't know, give me the space I need to feel my feelings, which is hard to explain to somebody who doesn't understand that. So um, I was just bitchy and on edge while he was gone. And if he showed any sign of not believing what I was saying or not taking it seriously, I would flip out and we'd go hours without talking or texting, knowing we we're mad at each other. I mean, we don't talk all the time, you know, whatever. But it was it was rough, okay? So I go in to the gynecologist. Now that I've done a couple of days worth of deep dives on breast implant illness, literally every symptom I have fits in the breast implant illness. Now, every now a lot of symptoms also fit in the early menopause, but it's like plus everything else fits more into breast implant illness, which at the end of the day, breast implant illness is your body attacking the foreign bodies. It's an autoimmune issue because your body is trying to fight off this foreign thing. So I go into my gynecologist, I have my pen and paper, I have my list of all my symptoms. As soon as he walks in, I start to cry. Why? I don't freaking know. I hate it. I hate it because, I don't know, I just want to talk to him. And so he tells me, okay, yes, you know, you are in uh, premature menopause and, you know, what you need is hormones He's like, he kind of explained to me the, how everything works, like literally drew a picture on how my ovaries, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, my preference would be to put you on um, a birth control pill, Loloestrin, which has estrogen and progesterol. That's what the pill is made of. And that will help balance your hormones and then see how you feel in a few weeks. And then if we need to do hormone replacement therapy, then we can go into that. But, you know, he's like, once you start with a bunch of hormones, you can't back off of them. So it's better to start slowly. So I said, okay, okay. Um, but in my in the back of my head, I'm thinking, but horm- hormone replacement therapy is like more serious. Like that's better. That's what I need. So I already felt annoyed that for... I feel dramatic, but for something that feels so serious, you're going to give me a birth control pill? Like, no, I need, you know, serious medicine. And then I asked him about breast implant illness, and he said that he does believe that, you know, your body could be attacking that. But before we do anything, he's like, I wouldn't even consider explant surgery or anything like that for six months. Like, let your body, you know. So I didn't, it was a very quick appointment. And I left there crying again because I felt still confused on everything. I just felt confused. And like I didn't get to explain myself fully. Well, I had another appointment that evening with um, a doctor that I absolutely adore. There's an app. God, do I need to put this in the notes? Hold on. Speaking of, let me make myself notes. I need to put... Hold on. We need podcasts, we need CBD info, and we need, oh my god, what did I just say? Holy shit, holy shit, y'all. 
um, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, uh, the medical app. Plush care, okay. Did you see, brain fog, it's real. Okay, so there's this app that I found. Um, it's a, an app to connect you with doctors, like um, virtually. It's called Plush Care, P-L-U-S-H, Care, Plush Care. And I think you pay, you get like the first month free, but then you pay $15 a month. But you can book an appointment at pretty much, you can find a doctor seven days a week, early in the morning to late in the evening. It's fantastic for kids. It's fantastic if, you know, as long as it's not like an urgent care thing, it is phenomenal. Well, a while back, I happened to found the best doctor in the entire world. I could cry. I love her so much. Her name is Dr. Lacey Wainer, L-A-C-I-W-A-N-E-R. And you can book an appointment with her through Plush Care. But I'm obsessed with her. She's very... She's not like functional medicine, but like that's kind of the, like she's natural and smart and she takes her time and listens. So if she shows up late to a call, don't be mad because she's going to spend so much time with you. Like my kids see her, like she's, she's incredible. She is our family doctor. And then if we need to go get blood work done or if we need to go somewhere else, then I'll go to a clinic or something to get what we need. But she is our family doctor through Plush Care. I recommend her 10 million percent, especially if you are, if, if you are feeling these symptoms and it's difficult for you to find a doctor who's going to listen to you about your hormones or about questions that you have. She's phenomenal. So I had an appointment with her that night and I knew that she was going to spend time with me. So I caught her up on everything that was going on and um, I had my list of symptoms and um, she first first off, she agreed with loloestrin as the first step, but you know she really went into detail about hormone replacement therapy and wanting to take that slowly because once you start, you're not going to be able to back off. So once she confirmed that, I felt like, okay, this wasn't just a rushed gynecologist appointment. No offense. I love him. I love him. I love him. But it's, it's just a very different experience talking with Dr. Weiner and working with her. So she said yes to loloestrin. And then I brought up breast implant illness and the research I had done and I read to her my list of symptoms, which I'll read to you guys too, um, just in case you're curious. Um, But she said that she definitely believes that um, certain people's bodies can cause an autoimmune reaction that can throw your hormones off, that can make you sick, like that it is real. She brought up a drug that is used in the UK, maybe it's used in other countries, but it's not often used here. She's like, I don't understand why it is, um, you know, it's inexpensive, it's easy to get, and it works. So it is low dose naltrexone. Hold on, let me get the bottle so I'm not lying to you. Low dose naltrexone. If you look it up, it's LDN. Yeah, it is. 
naltrexone, but low dose naltrexone. Okay. So naltrexone itself, the drug is used to help people who have opioid addictions or drinking problems, or it can be used for weight management in the higher dose. Now in low dose, it can help with autoimmune disorders, like with people with rheumatoid arthritis and Hashimoto's and things like that, because it helps relieve the inflammation in, in your body. It stops your body from fighting whatever it's fighting, from fighting against itself, right? And so um, she wanted me to give that a shot. So she ordered me regular naltrexone, and then I got a pill cutter from the pharmacy to cut it, um, to give myself a smaller dose. She said, try that so that we don't have to go to a compound pharmacy. But I am already committed to continuing to try it. So I messaged them to ask if she could send the prescription to a compound pharmacy so that I could get the proper dosage because cutting pills is a pain in the ass. But I don't even know. I got that that medication with some other medication and I don't know how much that medication was, but I'm, you know, she said it's cheap. Um so yes, low dose naltrexone. Ask your doctor or let Lacey Weiner be your doctor. She's uh, incredible. So, oh, let me get my symptoms list too while we're at it. Is this, I mean, come on, best friend. Just walking you around my house. Um, let's see. Man. Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to find the piece of paper. Oh, come on, Heather. Wow. Oh my gosh, what did I do with it? Okay, that might have to be on the next episode because your girl can't find it. There's one more place I'll look really quick. And it's not there. Okay, so I'll find it and I'll read it to you next time. But if you look up breast implant illness at 99% of the... um. <laughs> of the issues. Yes, your girl had that. So I, you know, after our call, I cried to her and I just told her how thankful I was to have a doctor that listened to me and that didn't make me feel dumb. Like she just spent the time with me and validated my feelings and she's just incredible. And she in turn thanked me for being able to communicate what was going on and having my symptoms, a list, like being being a good communicator made it so much easier for her to be able to diagnose and for, for her to be able to help me. So I'm, I'm sharing that. Take that as a way to um, take that to your doctor's office where you come with your thoughts in order because when you get in a room or get on the phone and it's something like this. If you're anything like me, you just want to cry and talk about your feelings instead of getting, you know, straight to the facts, you know, what's what's going on with you. So go organized. But if you do see Dr. Weiner, please tell her that I sent you and she's just the best. But if plush care, so Dr. Weiner's my family doctor, period. But I was going out of town. We were leaving on Friday to go out of town on my bad attitude vacation. And there was a spot on my new huge tattoo that I got that was, it looked like it was getting infected. It 
was a spot that he had kind of had to go over and over and over it. And in full disclosure, I've been, I've never had a tattoo this big. So I've never had to care for, I guess, an open wound this big for that long. And I mean, Rody, our puppy may have licked it. Uh, you know, like uh, there's, it's, I wasn't super, super, super careful with it. I sprayed sunscreen on it and, you know, I don't know. But there was a spot that was irritated and I've had a staph infection before and I was scared that it was headed that direction. Um, So I needed to get in with a doctor quickly before I left town so that they could call the prescription in for me. And so Dr. Weiner wasn't available until that evening, till Friday evening, which I mean, same day appointments, come on. Um, But I just went to a different doctor. You get to see their picture, you get to see their reviews. I purposely chose a doctor who looked cool to me in her picture. And that wasn't like some old guy who would make me feel weird about showing a tattoo infection. But that doctor was amazing. She gave me um, prescribed an oral antibiotic and um, antibiotic cream. Whenever you connect with this app, you fill in your prescription. And before you even hang up the phone, you get a notification on the app that they've sent the prescription in. And it's just, it's the best. It is the newest way to doctor. Dr. Lacey Weiner. And then if you can't get into her, if you need something quickly, find another doctor with great reviews and a cute face on the Plush Care app. And I can't say enough good things. Having a good doctor is one of the most important things in life. And I know I need to get back to what's going on with me, like diagnosis stuff, but I, I want to talk about other things too. Speaking of good doctors, um, on, on this last cranky vacation, um, I was about to do Stella's hair and I noticed behind her ear, she had like some grime, like crusty stuff behind her ear. And she's really sensitive to earrings and we ended up having to switch her earrings um, because she couldn't have dangly earrings in gymnastics. And so we switched. And because the pair that I got her, they're these Mickey Mouse jeweled earrings. Um, Sterling silver, nice. But because the pair I got her didn't have a screw back or a click back that stays on, um, it came with a double, like it, it had the regular little metal backing and then it had the clear bigger clear backing that you put on over it to make sure that it stays. So I put those on and um, she never had issues with the front of her ears. Like I thought they were fine. They were a little sensitive sometimes, but I knew, you know, we had put them on tightly. So I thought maybe that's what was bothering her over time. But then she never said anything. Weeks and weeks go by, probably a month. And here we are on vacation and I see that crusty stuff and I look behind, I'm like, ooh, Stella, there it's your ears are not doing well in the back. We need to take these earrings out. So I go to take off the clear back, which are on both ears, and I realize that the other the metal backing, you know, with the little loops on it, had been pushed so close to her skin, and over time her skin grew over the backing. So you could barely see the backing anymore. It had scabs. I mean, it was awful. I immediately want to throw up and die because I feel like the worst mother in the world and it looks so painful. I'm like, okay, we need to get these out. You know, obviously we're not going to deal with this now. So I put my antibiotic ointment on it. And um, we have um, a dermatologist. Let me put that too in the notes. 
um, if you're local to Sugarland or Houston. His name is Dr. Ryan Riahi. He's the best dermatologist in the whole freaking world. He's amazing with children. He's professional. He's the best. Also great with Botox and fillers, in case you're wondering. Um, but I'm like, he's where I want to take her, not to like you can't go to an urgent care. They're not going to be able to do that. I don't know what you would do. A hospital? I have no idea because I thought they had to be cut out like with a scalpel. So we go to the dermatologist. They put numbing cream on her ears first and then they do lidocaine shots in her ears. And then without a knife or anything, he was able to pull them out. And um, yeah, I'm just using antibiotic ointment and she's totally fine again. We'll have to re-pierce re her ears after everything heals and closes up, but whew, that was a mess. And it also, I need to get my ears, not reconstructed, but I guess piercing reconstruction. Because when I was like in fifth grade, eighth grade, something stupid, I wanted to stretch my earlobes so I could have gauges because I was having... I, you know what? Now, as an adult, I won't call it an identity crisis. I will call it being a number four, Enneagram four, where I just wanted to express myself. And at that place, kind of punk rock or, you know, that's the energy I was having. So it's not, a, it wasn't an identity crisis. It was who I was and where I was at the time. But it was very stupid to do something permanent, like try to stretch my ears out. And I have the world's thinnest earlobes. Thinnest they're like paper. And so I need to have them like cut and sewn together and, and redo it. So I plan on doing that with Dr. Riahi and I'll keep you um, posted on that as well. Um, okay, back to the medical stuff. So, okay, so I started taking the low dose naltrexone. Uh, you take it at night because it can make you like sleepy, sometimes nauseous. She said that the worst you know, the people that feel the worst on it, or if you don't feel a lot of symptoms or a lot of like um, side effects, it's the people whose bodies are the sickest, who need it the most, I will say. And I really haven't felt many side effects other than having to pee a lot more often, which is part of like flushing, you know, the extra, the excess fluid from your body. So that's normal. And then um, feeling tired at night, but Girl, I'm also high on CBD gummies, so who's to really say? Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at so far. Now, what is upcoming in my future? Because you know your girl can't stand still, especially now that I'm like a dog with a bone with this medical stuff. So I have a call with my very first gynecologist, not my first gynecologist, but the, the OB-GYN who delivered Tori and Stella, who I love, she was always very functional medicine, like that was her energy, even as an OB-GYN, but she eventually stopped delivering babies and opened her own um, functional medicine practice, and she specializes in hormone replacement therapy, they have a um, nutritionist, and like that's what she does. And I love her and I trust her so much, even though I know she's going to rip apart my diet, rip it apart, rip it apart. She, she, yeah, I, she's going to rip it apart. I think she would think when you're pregnant, eating a donut or like McDonald's, 
she'd rather me have a small glass of wine, which you can have a glass of wine when pregnant, but that's just, she just thinks food believes, and with good reason, that food affects your body so, so much. And so I have an appointment with her on Monday uh, to kind of catch up, and I'm sure she's going to make me do a million other blood tests, urine tests, stool tests, all this stuff, but I feel like I'm going to dig in much deeper with her, um, and then we'll see where the treatment plan is. But, okay, low-dose naltrexone, either way, with taking that medication, it should help with the symptoms that I'm having, with the autoimmune-type symptoms from what I truly believe is breast implant illness. It should help with that so it can buy me time to continue to do my research. And she's like, Heather, it's not as simple as just taking your breast implants out because having a surgery like that is extremely inflammatory and tough on your body as well. So she's like, it's something to think about. She's like, I have patients who have had who had all of the symptoms, breast implant illness, and they have been on naltrexone for two years now, and the symptoms are no longer there, and they've decided to not undergo surgery at this point. Um, so my gut instinct now, like I said, it feels like it's been a year. It's been a week, okay? But my gut instinct now is still to remove the implants. That is still the direction that I'm pointed in. Um, I do have a consultation in May, I want to say, for a doctor who no longer puts implants in. She only does explants and then other like tummy tuck and stuff like that. So I want to talk to her. And then there's another doctor who, his name is Dr. Stracker. I forget the woman's name, um, but Dr. Stracker in Houston is... Um, He's put his practice on hold temporarily because he's dealing with helping a sick family member, but then he's going to come back to consultations in July, I think he said. So I need to do whatever I need to do to get on his waiting list too, because unlike the bicycle, I want to have multiple opinions from multiple doctors and find the best doctor if this is what I choose to do, because it's a big decision. It's another surgery. Um... What else? Oh, yeah. Speaking of gymnastics with Stella. So I have realized that the way our family is now we have property in Wimberley. We like to go on weekend getaways. And this summer we plan to spend a ton of time in Wimberley and other places too. Like we've worked really freaking hard to be this free. And we've realized that we're not the type of family to let a sport hold us in place. Stella loves gymnastics. Tori loves gymnastics. They're they're really good at it. Stella's got that natural gymnast type body, but they're not, you know, they kind of whine when they have to go to classes and, you know, I they would rather go to Wimberley with us than stay home every weekend and it's just not the route. It's not the life at this point we want to live and they're in agreement too. Um so Stella was on something called pre-team, so, you know, working on getting into a team for gymnastics and they I'm like okay if if 
we could switch you to something like dance or something like that or that was just recreational, not necessarily working towards anything. If you miss a class, you're good. They both said yes. They both want to do dance. So I called today because they were both doing gymnastic two times a week. Stella was doing it an hour and a half each time, Tori an hour each time. And Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Well, Fridays and Saturdays are tough because now we're headed out of town a lot and we're about to get into the summer where we'll be gone a ton. Um, So I called today and I've just been feeling really guilty and crappy for missing so many classes. I feel disrespectful to the coaches and to the other people in the classes because we just show up at this point now on Wednesdays or, you know, the Fridays or Saturdays we're in town. It just feels wrong. So I called and I switched them from Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, two classes each to Monday's hip hop class. So I think they're going to absolutely love it. I'm really excited to announce that to them tonight. Wednesdays is usually like our long gymnastics uh, afternoon because they're kind of Tori and Stella's classes were stacked on top of each other and, and juggling picking up Teddy and all of that and so now we don't have to do that they've been super into playing outside out in the backyard at our house lately all three of them um, and it's been really really cute and it makes me happy like no they're not going to gymnastics today but I'm going to pick up Teddy early too so that They could have tons of time in the backyard running around and playing and being creative and, excuse me, I, I didn't grow up doing any, uh, sports or activities other than playing the clarinet in middle school because we were poor and my mom was an alcoholic and depressed and I don't think she would have wanted to take me anywhere even if we really could have afforded it. So I've always said that, you know, I want to get our girls into things And I still do, but I also believe there's other ways of life that aren't bad. It just seems like, you know, you get your kids in activities and multiple activities and I just don't want to do that. And they're in the same, same boat. We want to travel as a family and we have that luxury, but I want them to experience other things. But I think it's cool that our commitment is to each other and traveling and making memories and experiences for right now. That's where we're at. And I'm really happy. Um, when this weekend, whenever we first got into town, we went into Wimberley um, and there's a place called Blue Hole. It's like this swimming hole, little park place. It's really cool. But our favorite Texas country, Texas Hill country band, Jesse Stratton band was playing at Blue Hole. And all of these families are sitting out on the lawn watching Jesse play like we love him. And um, all of these families, like I feel like I belong. Like I feel like if we weren't with friends and if we live there, I would be introducing myself to these other families. Like they're just, I feel like I belong there. I feel like I'm not the odd parent out. Like there's, I don't know, the vibe is different. The way parents dress, the way they look. Like I just feel like that's where Steven and I fit in. As to where like here in Sugar Lane, we live in an amazing neighborhood with, I have amazing friends here, but like the mom groups, everything, all it all intimidates me. I feel like I stand out. I feel like I'd be too nervous to walk up and introduce myself. It feels different in Wimberley, which is why my friends were going to end up living there probably sooner than later.
definitely sooner than later. Steven's actually driving to Wimberley today um, because he has to walk through some things with the contractor. And so we're almost done. The first cabin is going to be done within a few weeks. And then the second cabin, midsummer, it'll be ready. And we want to start uh, VRBO and on one or both of the cabins when we're not there. But we want to make the experience the most freaking incredible experience you've ever imagined in a VRBO. Like make it beautiful and special. And it's in our favorite place. Like people always ask us, where can we stay in Wimberley? Like where are the best places to go? I got you, boo. And soon enough, you'll be able to sleep in my sheets, in my bed, sit on my couch, watch my television. Like it's going to be the best. Okay. Now, with the app that I use, that I can only record for an hour, and we are at um, 56 minutes right now, which makes me so happy. Thank you for listening. I love you so freaking much. Do I deserve any rating? No, I do not. I am undeserving because I am, you know, not predictable at, you know, creating these podcasts, but I, please please give me a five-star rating wherever you're listening to this. I love you. I love you. I love you. If you want to email me, heathersuchma at yahoo.com. And I will have all of um, everything you need in the show notes about everything we talked about today. I love you. I love you. Bye.